<laughs> what do you I think of the Drakari rules, mate? I don't give a fuck about the Drakari rules. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Honest War Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to Age of Sigmar Monday Madness. That's right. Uh, thank you to the raid from the T Sports Network. That was very nice of you. Very much what appreciated. A bunch of wankers. They can fuck <laughs> off now. <laughs> this is why. This is why we don't get as many people tuning in. I think sometimes, Nathan. Um, so, hello everyone to my co-host. <laughs> I'm obviously joined by the gorgeous Good. Nathan Prescott, the immutable uh, James, and of course, as well. So Dan's away. More on that in a moment. But we're joined by Mr. Adam Chucklebutty, our infield reporter, but now coming live from. I assume one of those like master classes you buy off Google. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even sounds good. Wow. Really? Oh, Jesus. This really? was 12 quid off Amazon, mate. Oh, that's what you, you, you want to do. You don't want any of these fancy 800 pound headsets. Agreed. Agreed. James, where did you, James, where was your from? Mine. Oh my God. Uh, <clears throat> mine's from a, a call center. Can, can I thank everyone in the chat, <laughs> specifically Nurgle Matthew, for donating 10 gift subscriptions, which is the third time today he's done that. So I just thank what you. What a gent. You, like, what a legend. Sent the great Nathan's probably wants you to say something nice. Do you want to holler at, holler at your boy, Nurgle Matthew? G'day, Nurgle Matthew. Thanks for that. Did you win the lottery or something? Good lad. <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> I was going to say, he's splashing all the cash. Good lad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, fucking so spreading spreading Nurgle's gifts. <laughs> I think he's excited about you talking about 40k, so we could just do that. Marty Ahoy and Ruskles, thank you for also resubscribing. Uh that's incredibly lovely of you. What a thoroughly nice chap, a great. Um uh hope to win the lotto soon. Uh says Tabletop Tinkerer. So um loads to talk about. We're gonna talk about the Grave Lords, we're gonna talk about uh the band show we just did, we're gonna talk about the news. Uh, deep thank yous to everyone who's tuned in live. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, please do stay hydrated. And if you're one of the YouTube thugs, stop telling me about the crimes you're committing. Like, it's okay you're doing them, but stop leaving evidence in the YouTube comments. They're like, one of them fleeced an orphanage recently. It was just not okay. Uh, so uh, now you're complicit, aren't you? Yes, they're making me complicit, and I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> but it's too late. Yeah, you thieving bastard, robbing orphans. Um, right, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say hello to all you guys and see how you all are. Is what I'm gonna do. Uh, Adam, let's start with you. How have you been? What's going on? Oh, I'm great, thank you. What's going on? Oh, I've been I've been working all day today. I've had a very busy day, and uh, not had enough time to do enough hobby at all. What have you been painting recently? Uh, elves. elves. Luminous. Sorry, Nay. <laughs> We replaced one <laughs> elf player with another elf player. Mine are alive, though. Mine are alive. Yeah, yours are alive. Dan's are dead. Uh, on why Dan's not here in a moment. James, how have you been? Are you well? Yeah, super good. Super well. Uh, I don't really know what I've been up to. Had a fairly busy weekend. Uh, braved Ikea. Oh, wow. uh, Ooh, what'd you buy? Uh, I, I actually some storage for board games because I've got to the point where I have too many uh, and needed somewhere to put them all. Uh, so basically, like a, a board game storage device. Okay, that's nice. A what do you? Yeah, a yeah, basically a cupboard. A cupboard now. <laughs> nice. Are you describing a cupboard? <laughs> What's a cupboard? Where you keep your board games? Oh yes, then one of those. 
good. All right, positive. Um, and okay, good, 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 good. Uh, Nathan, how have you been? You've been well. Yeah, I've been well, thank you. Uh, and you? Uh, good. I'm still a bit like excited because we just did the band show, so I'm still kind of like infused. I'm just, I'm just bringing oh, yeah. the energy level back down a little bit. Um, nice. But very excited. Then everyone subscribed in the chat. That's gone a bit wild. Not sure what to do with myself. So there's a lot of like, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite damp generally around here. Um, but other than that, <laughs> um, you, have you just said that the band show was more exciting than me, Nathan, and Adam? No, equally as exciting. But okay, for just checking. Just checking. He's just said yeah. the band show made him damp around his nether regions. <laughs> that is Actually, true. All, yeah. all of the regions, if that, if that. Has All of them. Probably not healthy. I'd have that looked at. Mm, yeah. Do we? Do <clears throat> any of us think I'm the picture of health? Does anyone? You. You specifically said it was your nether regions. I want that recorded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Let me just tell the note taker. Don't take it. You just. Yeah. Subscribe. So, lady who's been off screen for months. <laughs> onto the stone tablet. Um, right. So hello everyone for joining us live. Thanks very much. For doing so, uh, let's just jump straight into the news. Uh, Adam, um, I'm going to jump to you first with the news. Gravelord's book has come out. How are you feeling about that? Um, feel great. Yeah, really excited for everybody who likes zombies. From the sounds <laughs> of it, <laughs> they're, they're pretty good. Uh, Ruskles, thanks for donating a thousand bits in the chat. Okay, uh, you're excited about that. James, how do you feel about uh, the Grave Lords? But we're going to go into it in detail in a moment, but um, what do you think, like, just on the kind of, like, jump off? Uh, <clears throat> I think it, it looks quite fun. Uh, and we talked a bit last week, didn't we? I think I'm excited to see, like, a bunch of Horde armies coming out of death again. Uh, and the new models are nice. So it'd be nice to see some nicely painted ones or some, like, people that put some effort into painting some on a table. Okay, yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, I want to thank Hamsfan and Ruskles for donating a thousand bits each in the chat. Uh, so you've all gone wild in the chat, which is really, really fun. Uh, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, Dave, who's saying I have that effect on people. That's fine. Nathan, how do you feel about uh, the Grave Lords before we get into it? Just just top level for a moment, because it, it leads into a piece of news I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it's a f quite a fun book. Uh, I bet it's wound up the people that were avid death players, because they've just chopped a load of rules, haven't they? Inexplicably. Uh, so yeah, it's. I bet it, it's. Uh, it looks like a fun book, but I can see that it's. It's probably not uh, a powerhouse. That's. There we go. Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. All right. That's fine. So the thing, the news that I want to lead into, which is the hot goss, is that uh, we saw yesterday on pre-order. Some of the Cursed City models have returned from the grave. Uh, this is we, just fire. I wrote, by the way, I, I wrote that joke down specifically. I was like, don't forget to make the return from the grave joke. Uh, so really happy with that. Just going to give myself a tick. It's the only show note I have. Just that one. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, James, talk to me about it. How do you feel about that? It was. I feel like it was a bad time to release that set of models. <laughs> Why? Uh, thank you very much to Lord Well for donating five pounds sixty-two to the chat. What up? That's 
fucking cool of you. And Dwarf Penguin for gifting a gift subscription to Alice in the chat. That's lovely of you. And to Queekster. Wow. That's, you're all being very nice today. I don't know what I did or what we did. I think it's because Adam's on because look how fucking good he looks. Svelte. Yeah. yeah. Stuck his hair back, put his tight t-shirt on. That's how he always dresses. That's true. And does his hair. Fucky bastard. Really not- He's got hair. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're jealous of? Yeah, sure. Uh. <laughs> James, what's wrong with it? Why do you think it's the wrong time to release it? Just, just well, I mean, we did some of them live review shows, didn't we? And all people kind of wanted was a drop set of the board game that came from. There's been no comment, nothing about it. And then they were like, oh, but here's the models that you might have just spent a fortune on eBay for. Mm. <laughs> uh, Adam, you're normally our, like, so we have a WhatsApp chat for the for the Honest Wargame Book, like, uh, uh, show hosts, uh, you're normally our positive energy. Uh, James, <laughs> James is a salt mine in that chat. That's all he That's does. That's me. Also, <laughs> this, this, I'd just like to point out, I wasn't. And then this show and these it Twitch viewers made me play a corn army. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I mean, you can't really blame the corn army, can you? Let's be honest. Uh, yeah. Uh, Adam, yeah, you're normally upbeat about this. How do you feel about the release of this? Do you feel it's a bit tone deaf in the current climate or you're not bothered? Not really. I, th- I actually think it's a good opportunity for the people that wanted the models to now actually get the models. They can't get the game. That's a bit of a bummer, but you'll probably find it does appear at some point. It'll be a mini box that maybe have a, have a has a small selection of models. But if people were proper falling over themselves, desperate to get the models, now they can get them. I don't know why people would be like really upset that they can now get some models. I don't understand. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you. I think I think the entire thing passed me by. But Nathan, have you got any vibes on it? Feels how you how you picturing this situation? Well, I mean, obviously, there's uh, a lot of people out there that are pissed off more about the box set than access to the models because uh, they want to access that game. Uh, and they want the game supported. So, yeah. Uh, but, it, yeah, I mean, all it points out is that it wasn't withdrawn because of anything to do with the models and the plastic. So uh, maybe something else in the the box was a problem. Because, uh, the, I mean, the plan was that it was going to be supported because that's what they said it was. And then now it's not. So, uh, so something's happened. Uh, but it's not anything to do with like a broken mold or anything like that. So it's probably something else to do with, I don't know, the cardboard or the pictures on the box or something. Well, Maybe they've what? run out of little kids to draw the pictures on the box or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I reckon Nathan's probably got it. Yeah. You've Maybe the kids have grown up. Yeah, that's it. Now Maybe it took them so the long and now they're yeah. old and they've left. Yeah. Um, in the chat, uh, both uh, both <laughs> War Machine and Dwarf Penguin say that it's Chinese cardboard. It costs more than meth at the moment. Um, so the cursed sweatshop is what it really should have been called. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. All right. Well, I don't I don't know like if it's an issue. I saw some tweets about it, but like whatever. It doesn't. I'd I'd love to get I'd love to get sorry I'd love to just get a of everybody in the chat. There's nearly two hundred of you in the chat. What How if- many of you didn't get a copy of Curse City? 
How many of you didn't that, that were, were trying to get it and wanted to get it at the time? How many of you didn't get it? It's a, it's a great question. I see. I didn't want it because specifically, like, I mean, also, like, one of the nice things that we all like, we have to be complimentary about that, like, it's all of that is a, like a big unit. Um, uh, and all these people didn't get one. So is me is the me I didn't get one. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Me, me too. Is is that what we're going for right now? I don't think. Hashtag, it is. hashtag uh, me too. But the um, I think uh, more people. I, I mean, a lot of people have got it. I managed to get it, so it couldn't have been that hard. And so, because <laughs> I had to use the computer machine to get it, and they suck dick at the moment. So, but I think more wound up the. F- the fact that it might not have expansions and stuff coming up which would have been fun because the the main reason i got it was because i got that that zombie side game and i enjoyed it that much i thought well this is a games workshop equivalent it'll be a similar sort of game and like with zombie side you can go on the internet and find extra scenarios once you've played all the ones in the book uh that comes in the box and then there are expansion sets you can chuck in some green horde dudes and stuff like that and i thought well it'd be cool if the yeah i thought that's a similar sort of thing that was going to happen in this case uh and it doesn't look like that's the case so yeah i mean uh, fair enough you can make up your own scenarios which i probably will do uh when yeah once i've finished the ones in the book but yeah you're gonna make up some scenarios question because i think that i speak for a thousand people who are right now punching their screens and or screaming into the night sky will we get nathan prescott written scenarios (laughs) that we can play through because i don't know about anyone else but i will play the fuck out of them yeah Um, the heroes have to go and rescue some little chinese children that are coloring in boxes (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, I think the two shot of very. I want them. Uh, yes, uh, Ruskles is all about that. Uh, Trug the best. Thanks for resubscribing at that particular moment in the stream. Uh, mm. The uh, only through Nathan's only fan account. That's how we'll get the information. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'd back that. I would totally back that. I'd be all over back that. that too. Uh, it would be really good. All right. So that's the kind of hot glass. I guess the um, the other two like that's all the news stories. Although James, you played a game recently. Talk to me about that. I did play a game uh, with our previous or former uh, co-host. He's on uh, retirement at the moment uh, due to his secondment. Uh, epic, <laughs> epic performance in that game. Um, is that he why he's no... not here? What is the reason he's not here? Tell the uh, truth. Well, his actual reason for not being here is, uh, as we've talked about on the show before, that Dan does uh, some filming. Mm-hmm. Um and what he's currently doing is practicing his filming uh, in countries around the world secretly uh, because he's going to be the new videographer for uh, Nathan's OnlyFans. That's right. We can announce High quality live content on this, yeah, live on this show. <laughs> high quality content coming soon. Not that the content that's on there is not high quality, Nathan. It's just you keep filming your foot. Like, you know, <laughs> and there are some people who want to see that, but most people don't is the kind of takeaway. Uh, yeah, so he's busy is what he's doing. Um, uh, but yeah, you played a game against him. How'd it go? I did, and and uh, well, I had to play the corn army. The chat made me play, mm-hmm. uh, and Dan had to play the stormkeep patrol. That the chat <laughs> also made him play, um, and for two turns, realistically, nothing happened. 
because the army that Dan had and the army that I did did realistically nothing. And bloodthirsters are just terrible unless you roll sixes on those wound rolls on that big axe, lad. Uh, so for two turns, nothing happened. Uh, and then somehow, after rolling no sixes to wound for two rounds of combat, or four rounds of combat, I guess, uh, on my third turn, I somehow got 20 more wounds from the two bloodthirsters I had left. How are they still alive? <laughs> well, two died. Two died very quickly, and then I had enough command points to make them fight at full strength. So I think one had three wounds and one had five wounds. And I was like, cool, I'll just pay, and we'll fight. And then it was like, oh, this one's done 12 mortal wounds. Most things are dead. And then I was like, oh, this one has just done another, like, eight mortal wounds. Oh, your whole army's dead. And then it was fine. And then, and then, look, enough stuff had died that I just put another bloodthirster down because it was the only models I had left really on TTS. So I just cloned one because I couldn't be bothered to find another. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I. That's how I do something as well. What have I got to hand? I guess. Um, okay. Well, it sounds like a fun game. Has it convinced you that maybe corn is the army for you? Not in a million years. <laughs> I have to say, like, I, and like. I was trying to talk to Owen about it because Owen's been pumped about the fact that I'm playing Corn and might gain some love for it. And I think there's probably probably some more fun things in that book. But like that list I've got basically doesn't have a shooting phase other than one whip attack. Doesn't have a hero phase. So luckily last night it was quite useful because obviously Dan is in Canada uh, and we played, we started our game at 10 to midnight Right. So it's quite late. <laughs> yeah. And we managed to do five whole turns by just before 2 a.m. Oh, wow. That's pretty impressive. I mean, to be fair, he just deploys his whole army in front of you and then you hit it, right? That's how that. Yeah, he was, he was a bit scared because I got to choose who went first. So he deployed kind of in front of me. I let him go first, double turned him, and was like, this is it. This is it. These bloodthirsters are going to go off. Did nothing. Lost most of them. And then the turn after they went off. Skills. Yeah. yeah, big skills. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Uh, Adam, you haven't had any opportunities to play any games recently, right? Like, so you've been painting up, like you said you're painting elves, but specifically what elves and why? Uh, Lumineth. And that's because I actually don't have any Stormcast at the moment, with the exception of some Underworlds warbands. Um, but I've been building up my Lumineth just, just gradually. I've got, I've got the big dickless elf as uh, tuggy calls him uh, oh, so i've got wow. techless and uh and a few other choice ones i'm looking up there because they're up there by the way i'm not just looking into the I'm sky not just weirdly looking away <laughs> um but yeah yeah so just building that up, i really really like the army i love the aesthetics of them i might get to a table and decide i hate them but um the only games i've managed to play are the um are the ones with the Lumineth list that chat managed to choose for me on the Honest Wargamer ass kicking, which has been quite good. Against Nathan, that was great, wasn't it, Nate? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't kill them. And then the next game, I watched you, and they were all dead. I was like, what, what happened? <laughs> Why, I couldn't kill any of them. <laughs> he literally couldn't kill. So the list, for anybody who doesn't know, it's um, it's three. So it's a Valinor, which is a big cow mountain. Um, plus three more of those. Or was it three? Yeah, three more of those. So it's four of the big cow mountains um, and some wardens and a 
stone mage that's it um it's fun though it's great fun it's yeah. oh and some stone guard as well to make it right um and that yeah when when you get into combat with something they're fun but if you get forced to walk the long way around like darren did to me in the last game they get shot off by steam tanks which isn't fun <laughs> I just couldn't get to him. I'm just walking six inches every fucking turn, not able to get to him. And he'd thrown a massive dragon at me because that was the scenario we're playing, which ate through. Why? Because of the amount of wounds I did to the dragon, it does mortal wounds back at you. So I lost two of them, two of the cow mountains to that. And uh, yes, entertaining. Uh, So uh, how would you rate the effectiveness of the cow mountain list? This is a trap, by the way. This is it's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. Um, it's a trap. Effectively, like I wouldn't take it to a tournament. Certainly not. Because today, well, I was looking at the results actually from last week. It was last weekend in the stat show today. If you guys go want to go back and watch it, I was looking at a list that went three and zero. It's a one dayer, but it was between fifty people um, uh, in Australia, and it did, and it, again in Australia as well. So pinch of salt. But like, um, uh, but three and James, don't laugh. It's like the Australian guys get it when I say that. They're like, oh yeah, yeah fair dinkum. But that, yeah, we get that. That mountain list is good. I reckon it would could do that. Tell me why. Well, the the Australian I... one's slightly different though, isn't it? Because it's got isn't it got twenty or forty sentinels or something in it, and it's only got three of the cow mountains. Yes, it has. It's got Alvalonor and then two two of the two of the cow mountains, and a stone mage. Yeah. They, yeah. they ignore end pretty much, and they just yeah, you just run them up. So can't you make stuff go faster in that book as well? If, depending if you've got a go faster wizard, but yeah. I don't think I don't think Chuckles had a go fast wizard. Yeah, I, if you had, if that's the problem, then have a go faster wizard, and you can teleport now as well, can't you? So again, you need the the, the teleport wizard. Where, yeah. like they're all different. No problem. Get get those lads, and then off you go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I agree with you. They got a huge bubble of minus one to hit, which is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And then, when you do hit them, stuff just bounces off. So yeah. And they hit back pretty hard. Yeah. They yeah, do. they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're great. I think I'm definitely going to find a uh, a couple of the cow mountains, and well, find I'm going to buy a couple of them and add them to uh, to my list, but. Um, I don't like. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure I'd go that heavy into them. And I like the idea of the uh, the sentinels in with it because then you've got a little bit of range to support, if only just to to keep people out of your way while you march up to them. They seem fine. I think one of the main issues is is putting the cow mountains in is okay, but if you then take stone guard, you don't really have the raw output which I think is why we saw the Sentinels going there, because they've got a pretty good shooting attack as well. So I think that's one of the things that we see quite often. Um, uh, can we get Nathan for all list reviews? Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's it's in the bank. Uh, we've been doing it for four years. They're all pretty much Nathan reviews, and we're just here, if that helps. <laughs> right, Gorka Walker, I'm happy for you uh, getting to play a game tomorrow um, for the first time in real life in a year. A lot of people are getting to get their first games in in real life. Uh, sometime soon. So I wanted to ask you three, based in the UK, have you guys got your first real-life game planned, or have you already done it um, out of lockdown? Uh, Nathan, have you been in a garden planning on doing any games? No. Uh, I've, I'm going in a garden 
next weekend is it the weekend after weekend this after coming this. yeah yeah that's a secret oh, i can't tell anybody <laughs> about that so pretend you didn't hear that uh no that's all i've got lined up at the moment uh just busy at work at the moment so i haven't had time to but when you do get to play what what are you thinking of playing Talk right yeah 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 i've got a list in mind i've got to paint up one more ale guzzler <clears throat> uh ale guzzler gargant and then i'll be ready so it's going to be um a gloom spike gets list with one-eyed gronach as a mercenary uh dude just and then i know i know everyone knows but just off the in the off chance because adam's face is like <laughs> could you just tell everyone what who one-eyed gronach is one-eyed gronach is a war stomper mega gargant that you mm -hmm. can ally in yeah Okay, nice. Uh, and then uh, he's got his mate Two-Eyed Kronik with him, who is a loon boss <laughs> on foot. <laughs> and then they're going to go and lead an army of three Ale Guzzler Gargants, uh, a load of squigs, and some little gits with stabbers, and some other gits with snuffling mushrooms, truffles, squig things. Nice. It's going to be great. There's a load of questions in the chat, but is there a Gobapalooza in the list? Oh, yes, and a Gobapalooza. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about them. Yes, so there'll be uh, Shroomansa, Bogolai, uh, and all of those lads. No, 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 there, no, so. no. You're not getting off without naming them all. <laughs> yeah, you've got to name okay. everyone. Oh, all right, so Bogolai and Bruget, uh, Spiker, and Shroomansa. And the last guy is called Bark Scaremonger. Yeah, the one there that there's actually two of them. The last guys are called Scaremonger or Scaramonger. That really sounds like a Christmas carol at some point. I don't know about you, but Chocobo, I can I can 100% see like a an almost Grinch style Christmas story with Nathan just describing on Bogolai on, <laughs> on Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should do it. We need we to. Should. We need to get on that. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a great video. It needs to be made at some point. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's exciting. I don't get to play any games because I'm sorting out the arena before the Super Series match that we have got on Sunday, which is pretty exciting. Uh, obviously, I'm just coming off the ban phase. Did you guys happen to catch it, or do you want me to? Should we talk through it now and kind of see what you guys think? Because I'd be I'd like to talk to you guys about it. Oh, well, we better say yes then. Well, I mean, you don't have to you say no. <laughs> what, what if we say no? What are we going to talk about instead? We just, I mean, the audience are furious, but we just all get to go home much quicker. So it's kind of, like it's, 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 it depends how much you want to annoy about it on, like, on the show. I never want to annoy chat or our no. audience. I love yeah, them all. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, let's talk about it then. So did you guys happen to catch the band phase or not? I did not, sadly, but I have uh, had a cheeky look at what was banned. Oh, nice. Okay. Nate, did you catch it? I know you caught your chuckles, I think. Uh, yes, I did. I saw... Uh, I think I saw most of it. I saw the band of Warstomper. Yeah. But does that mean you can't take One-Eyed Grunnock? He's not a Warstomper, he's a named character. Oh, uh, you can't take named characters. No, you can take mm. named characters, but oh, he's you can. not. They're different War Scrolls, aren't they? Uh, well, in essence, yeah, in, in essence, essence, in essence, yeah. not Good. like they're factually the same, but like in essence, yeah. yeah. Well, to to go through it, if anyone didn't happen to catch the show earlier on the Esports Network, 
Um, so this Sunday is round two of the Super Series. Well, not round two. Match two of round one of the Super Series. And then what happens is both teams ban five different units, which can't be used in list writing. And some of the interesting bits is we didn't see any of like what I would consider to be the major threats. Archeon, Seraphon, untouched completely. Um, I'm really hoping we see some big stuff. I'll go through them and then we'll kind of see. So the first band that came out was Doomfire Warlocks, which seemed to me to be a safety ban so that they could run Daughters of Cain. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Safety ban, but they've also left it so that you can't really say, oh, they've, they're pigeonholing their list one way or the other. So you can't really plan if you're up against snakes or hordes or Marathi or what you're up against. Because they've, they've, the thing they've banned is, is something that they would, you would probably never see anyway. Poor Doomfire Warlocks. Yeah. I mean, they're not bad. They're not bad. The Shadowkeep Patrol, which is a War Squad Battalion, which they're inside of, like, they could be inside of. It's genuinely good. But, like, Marathi and the Bow Snakes are just very good. Very, yeah. very I good. I heard them play the other night, actually. It was a uh, little indie club. It was great. They were great. <laughs> Marathi and the Bow Snakes. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they just really went too commercial after the first album. That's what really bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> are the bow snakes battle line? Could they get banned? The bow snakes are not <clears throat> battle line. Oh, okay. They're conditional battle line. If you take the iron scale Meliusi as your general. Oh. So you could ban them then? You could ban them. You could yeah. ban them. They're ve- they're going to be very potent in meta like when everyone gets back to playing. Like that one CP spent to like if you- they're brick of 15 and that one CP command ability from Marathi is just horrific because you can't kill Marathi and you can't like get to the bow snakes easily turn one um and so then they're just shooting twice which is a lot of shots it's two shots each so it's 30 shots um is it threes and threes run one one damage any mortals uh, any sixes hit as a mortal wound so it's 60 shots right. so they just blitz stuff it's wild so it's expensive like it's a thousand points just from marathi and the 50 well, bow snakes. you can just do it with the slaughter queen can't you as well uh no uh, oh yes you can you can actually yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's harder to do. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's the Doomfire Warlocks. Then the second bands that came in from the Marauders were the Big Stabbers. And this is the one I wanted to ask you about. The Gunstruck Thunderers. Mm. The Thunderers. Because that's really interesting. Because normally, normally, if you were looking to ban KO, you would ban the Ironclad, is what I would yeah. say. That's pivotal. Well, so the the only... The only battle line, so the only thing that you can't ban in the KO book is the Arcanauts, because all the other battle line is conditional. Yeah. yeah, conditional, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it does leave the KO book open, doesn't it? Very. Uh, Very. Yeah. But, it, but also, or the, or, normally you see the Thunderers as part of a KO build. Yeah. But normally, if you see the Thunderers, then they're taking the Ironclad, because then they go in the Ironclad. Mm. So if you, I think if you see a KO build without the Thunderers, it's more likely to be the Frigate build. Mm-hmm. J- just a bunch of boats. Uh, frigates and Arcanauts, yeah, with the, uh, the attack squadron, so that they, they can disembark whenever they want out of there, and they charge 3d6. So yeah, pretty good. Yeah, 
Okay. Uh, yeah, so that, that, I mean, that's interesting. So in the chat, JJ, big love to him. Great video of you rolling some dice at Warhammer World today. Can we just yeah. talk about uh, JJ has a belt at the moment. This is maybe something for everyone getting back, maybe something to pick up off Bezos in the Amazon. It looked like um, uh, a powder bag that you would do if you were rock climbing. So it's kind of like attached to your belt and it's kind of on the side. But it was full of dice and then he was just rolling it. And uh, I don't know if that's a fashion accessory I think maybe we should all take up. How do you guys feel? Oh. James, you don't seem confident. Well, I have like a giant grandma's hat of dice, don't I now? I think you've <laughs> seen it. Might have seen it. But it's full of dice. And I, I'm, when I was playing my uh, Zinch, the few outside games I've played with them, I've got to this horrific habit where I have all my dices counted out. Like, so they're color coded. So I'll have 20 yellow dice, 20 blue dice, 10 green dice, 10 red dice. So that when I'm going to roll 30 shots, I know I'm like, oh, there's 20 of those guaranteed. There's 10 of those. So then I have like a huge dice bag because it just makes life easier. You sound like you're really fun at parties. (laughs) (laughs) Just the most. There are 18 Doritos each. If you have any more than that, you're gone. (laughs) That is more dip than I was allocating to you to have. Four mil of dip each. Barry, come on. It's always Barry, isn't it? Look, I'm not a corn player every day of the week. I have to be organised. <laughs> I don't only roll four dice and only hit with 50% of them. <laughs> um, so uh, JJ says in the chat, it was a chalk bag made for a UK company for recycled cli- from recycled climbing gear. Uh, good shit. So that's really nice. Um, and everyone in the chat talking about the fact that Thunder is a conditional battle line um, and that and Gorkamore thinks with Thunder is such a big chunk of, um, of, of the output gone. Uh, Pim Patrol says his guest at the list. He thinks he's going to see uh, List, Big War, KO, Lumineth and Seraphon. Uh, so I think that's that's very interesting. How, what do you, uh, Adam? How do you feel about um, the Big Stabbers and the Thunderers? The Big Stabbers, I think, is a clear safety ban so that you can bring uh, Big War or any. I mean, yeah, so you can bring a Big War list. How do you feel about the KO stuff? Have you been keeping up with like generally how KO plays? Um, in detail, not a huge amount. Um, I. Like just in general, this whole the whole ban thing. I don't know if any like if how many other people in chat are fairly new to it. Um, but it's if you've not watched it, it's super exciting. But the 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 really interesting thing is the safety bans for me. I love the idea that somebody's banned a shit unit that you're never going to want to use just so they can guarantee. Right, I really want to bring Marathi, for instance, uh, by banning Doom Doomfire Warlocks, banning Techless. Is that another safety ban? Is that another thing where they've gone, do you know what, I've got this really cool list I want to run. It doesn't include tech lists. Let's just fucking ban him because then we force the opposition to, to have to do something different as well. Um, I think I think, I think, uh, I think safety bans make loads of sense in round one. I think when we get to round two, like so the semifinals and the final, I think it's going to be some hot goss then because the players, I, I think it's fair to say that I think both the Bruce's and the Troll Slayers in round one were like bringing their softer and or other lists um uh so like you know trying to scrape through round one so you can push through into round two i think is is a, a sign take yeah techless techless i don't mean you're a big fan of uh this this big boy uh the stats actually support the fact that techless like non-techlian builds so builds without techless do better than with techless i personally think he's 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 detracts from the uh potential win rate of a uh, lumineth army do you feel any different if you you got any thoughts on that uh, I think you can make some much more interesting lists. I think you can make some more versatile lists. 
if you uh, obviously if you take techless up against a uh, another magic heavy uh, army then you, you you kind of or if or if somebody could just target him and just take him out the second he's gone that is your entire army built around the one thing just falls apart um so there's a lot more yeah there's a lot more flexibility in lists that don't have him in there and i've certainly been building a lot more lists that don't really include him they only include him at the moment because he's painted but yeah i love the idea of the uh the super fast wind charger boys and girls uh, yeah for anyone who doesn't want to know what any of this is if you just look at for our youtube which is the t sports network youtube maybe someone in the chat can go find it for you You can go watch some videos that will explain all of it to you if that helps you out uh nathan uh no techless in the list and also the ghoul king on terror guys felt like a target straight at tony uh, but the Techless build, like, um, one of the things I find interesting about Techless, if I'm allowed to go on one for a second, is that you think he's a magic dom, and this is what I'm talking to you, Nath, because you, you, you're really into doms and not doms. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you think he's a magic dom, but it actually is the reverse. If he's in, like, if he's up against it in kind of like the magical battles, like we've seen some games and we've seen some coverage one of the things that I find quite fascinating is that he's so inherently like he's so necessary to use to get protection of Teclis up for that 5 up DPR army wide. It's so important he does that that when he's in this magic battle he's you're paying basically the points I would think almost all of the time to get that bubble up. That's where all of those points are spent and then in addition you could do you can spend 2 CP in addition you could do Technado. All that stuff is like the stuff that's additional, whereas I think that's vital. So as soon as you go up against like another strong um, caster, then actually they, they, they're like, cool, I'm just going to auto-cast Protection of Techless, and you're basically spending 600 points doing not much else. That's how I think about it. I don't know if you guys, have you got any thoughts on it? Uh, not really. I've not really thought about lists of Techless and because <laughs> <laughs> surprise surprise uh so, so i don't really know what to say other than that you could probably make a team list better with techless because you can you can uh match him up so he's not fighting it's mainly slan isn't it that you're worried about so yeah just make sure he's not uh in up against those lads uh, um and then he should be all right. Uh, possibly Zinch. Uh, but, you know, they're both armies that you're probably going to be facing. So, um, I don't know. I I should think in bigger team formats, there's a case for taking a techless build. But then there's probably better um, lists in the... Um, luminous uh, book for team formats anyway if you take a sentinel heavy list because yeah, team lists are quite often skewed aren't they so you could take a skewed list with just gazillions of bloody sentinels or something or wind charges or something like that and that would be skewed enough to give you the matchup give you a matchup choice but uh, like I say, I think there's an argument for a techless list in teams. So here we go. It would be interesting to hear what uh, what the Marauders 
give their reason for the techless ban if they do like uh on the weekend after they've had their matches what their what their th- what their thinking was behind that or if well they, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't by it wasn't by the marauders it was actually the geo nine they were the ones oh, who okay <clears throat> yeah um yeah. But maybe because we're seeing Smashbat, if any of you are not sure what Smashbat is, it's a it's a really souped-up Vargulf um, who can do with the bilious decanter. Um, we've talked about it on the show a little bit before. But basically, you can just absolutely soup up one um, nuclear Vargulf, basically, and send him like a... That's uh, two on topic, so we won't talk about that. Um, but yeah, you can you can send him at the enemy, basically, uh, which is fairly useful. Gorking on Terrorgeist, I think, was just a targeted ban. Um, and then, come on, are we not, James, are you not happy? No more Sargard. Always, always a good day. Yeah. Always a good day. Very happy um, that there's no more Sargard. Uh, Adam, you still happy to see Eels years later or less bothered now? I think we're all a bit bored, but bored of him, aren't we? It's, I think it's a good thing. Get rid. Get rid. Get rid. <laughs> I, thinking of instituting a TO of ban, where I just straight out ban them. Like, just round one. <laughs> <laughs> just... Well, you just go for some base bans. Yeah, just, you can't just ban get these, this one out of the way. Fun. Could, <laughs> you know, in um, so the next pack you write for the the uh, Super Series, yeah, is there going to be like a, a moderated part where you're just like, the crab can never be banned? Of course. Of Good. course, the just, crab just wanted to check. <laughs> Best model. Yeah, and you can also never buy the Gobbapalooza. Like, that's in there as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you technically won't be able to ban the um, crab anyway, right? Because the leader will be a named character and the other guys have to go with him. No, you can't, the leader's you can't the crab. Ban him. Yeah. Uh, you can. You can. Uh, right, so uh, then the War Stomper band, which I think was weird, um, but maybe. <laughs> Uh, like I think it was, I think it was weird. It cancel, cancel culture comes for eels. <laughs> <laughs> is the is the war stumper not the one that kicks terrain apart? No, 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 it's not. Oh. It's the one ironic one. So yeah, it's the the, the one you. I don't know because the it started off with the kraken eater being the most popular because he's the one that can kick the objective around, and then I think the gate. Keeper, the gate, the gate breaker has become a very popular choice because he's got potentially higher damage output, so he's quite. I think I think in a team tournament too, the the giants are scary, right? Because into yeah. certain matchups they're hard to shift, mm. and they're thirty on an objective. Yeah, so... I mean the war stomper tribe is very good against hordes. So if you are bringing a lot of hordes, then you might want to stop them coming but i don't know the only other thing is that it's a safety ban because you want to take kraken eaters or gate breakers so gate breakers so war stompers are never taken in competitive lists the competitive lists that we do see are gate breakers sometimes two sometimes three gate breakers because they can just do the most damage normally Mm. a gate breaker with the rage blade is generally what you tend to see but we're not using the realms, so maybe we're not going to see the Rage Blade. I don't think we're going to see Gargants at all. Um, I think maybe they saw that as a problem. If they were looking to build more like um, MSU-style lists, that can be problematic if you can't generate a load of damage into a singular place. 
into Warstorm, uh, into Gargots generally to take them down. They can be a problem as a DPS check. But the yeah, the Warstomper getting a kick in is interesting. It could just be a meme, right? Is there somebody on um, from Legio Nine? Is there somebody that is quite famous to to love the old destruction big fellas? Well, everyone, right? Everyone's kind of picked up some of the gargants. Like it's like it's an outward pick, maybe. Yeah, but it's, it's the most unusual one to pick if you're going to try and stop them taking. Because it's not the one you take. That's my yeah, point. Yeah, but, 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 but maybe it's a maybe it's a, a clever ban. Because yeah, then I'm like, oh, they've banned the one I wouldn't take, so that means they're taking them. So then you write an anti-giant list, and then there's no giants. It would ju- but it's according just the... to everybody, every list is an anti-giant list. <laughs> I, I honestly, I think they're strong. I think they're strong into certain lists, and then I think there's certain lists that they they probably can never win. Yeah, I I think there's a good Kraken Eater list in team format, so it'll be interesting to see. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, Winner Dave says none of us are famous. We're channeling that sweet, sweet average Joe energy, uh, which is a good energy to have. Yeah, um, Hawkeye says it's a double double bluff. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean we so we to, to give them their due. The Mega Gargants have performed okay, well, fairly well, four ones and three twos at some events in Australia recently. Um, like, it's not bad, to be fair, Adam. Like, it's not out the gate, Sinesh or Skaven or FEC or Zinch or Seraphon, like, at initial release. Um, but they're, like, they're, they're definitely not the zero five I was predicting. Um, so, you know. Are they upper middle then? Are they sort of this area? Well, <laughs> towards the, the gut. Middle. Are they, the are, well, are they, are they closer towards like the moobs area? Uh, yeah, just under moob. Is that what? Yeah, just right? under moob. Round, okay. round the belly button, sort of. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it a bit lower down? Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah. Depends it's whether me... it's pierced or not. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Apparently, they're pure gut um, <laughs> or the side moob action. Uh, and then the final final one was the exalted flamers. Uh, was uh, another one. Necromancer as well, so just targeting straight off. That pretty much kills off Legion of the Gashi if you're planning on taking them anyway. Um, because it's Van Hell's Dance Macabre, uh, which is uh, which is going to be very relevant in the Soulblight Gravelords book, but it's a spell that allows you to pile an attack twice, which is pretty commonly taken um, and uh, in most most of those sorts of lists. I'm not even certain it's vital um, but it's like it's a targeted ban into that anyway, uh, which I think is interesting. And then the exalted flamers instead of just regular flamers, which I thought weird. Uh, my friend Joe Cryer he thinks that it's uh, like a more summoned unit and it's more viable. Um, yeah. And there are there are builds there are builds that are just pure exalted flamers as a build. It's um, it's a cheap. I think it's a cheap unit to summon, isn't it? In that book, hmm. it's a cheap unit to summon. And its output for its summoning points is strong, and it also buffs regular flamers. So you're kind of shutting them so, down too, aren't you? Sorry. So a quick question. So it, as it's banned, you can't even summon it then. No. Okay. Good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, uh, I, 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 I would have just banned the flamers instead of being fancy, but like, uh, then that's. I mean, that's interesting. Like people, I think that some some of the teams have put a lot of thought into it. So. Like it's like it's really nice and a bit niche as well because it gives you loads of Archeon builds. Still, it gives you flamers if you want to take flamers. Feels like Exalted Flamers being banned is like maybe we're bringing flamers. Like because you can still bring yeah. flamers, 
right? Like it's it's close enough that it's like a bluff. You're like, oh, you're you maybe you think these are better than regular flamers, but maybe you're bringing flavors. Like, is it? Is it a treat cheek? But then you can still run Archeon and Hosted Blisters, which has got a mental win rate. Yeah? Like, it's a mental good. So, um, uh, like, that would be interesting if we see Archeon, because he's available for both players, both teams, actually. And then finally, Bellacore. Old Bellacore. Banned. So uh, there'll be no Bellacores, which is, like, a nice... Like, it's a nice... Um... Got, got my new model, but I can't use it. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's currently... Because there's no FAQ out for Bellacore yet. Um, like not that Bellacore itself needs really any FAQing at all I don't really think but that book hasn't been FAQ'd so obviously we only operate that it needs to have had an FAQ to operate yeah. the book so yeah um, that's a good band Bellacore always because it's so good inside of a list I would say um, all the time and I think even the new one's great I think even the new one is really solid um, I was speaking to Vince last week when I was on his show and he was saying that uh, it's really upticked the power level of Sinesh Army by just having a better Bellacore in his list. <laughs> have you seen, just talking to, talking to Vince and uh, yeah. Bellacore, have you seen his um, yeah, really one he's painted? Pretty. Really pretty, yeah. Really pretty. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, overall, what did you think of them? The bands. Uh, I th- there's some interesting ones in there. There's some that are probably more targeted. I mean, we're taking out like two death models, and obviously Tony Moore, big death player. Uh, and then there's some like in there that I'll be. I I think like at some point it'll be really interesting to hear like why those those orc lads with the big spear, big stabbers, like why they got banned. Why the exalted flamer? So I think there's like for me like there's some real kind of probably interesting conversation in there to what happened, and it'll be inter- obviously exciting as we see the list kind of drop, and then we get to be like, oh, now it makes sense, right? Yeah, it does. It does. Mm-hmm. Does Nathan, you got any thoughts? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, other than they were uh, quite unusual. I doubt, I doubt very many people guessed that those things were coming. Agreed. So. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm at. Adam, what do you think? Uh, did some of them like shock you or not? I, I was surprised, and I'd, I'd love to kind of hear the reasoning why you all think this is the case, but how come Croak and Archeon weren't banned? Because they want to take them. <laughs> is it as simple as that? So both teams are probably going to want to take them. So like... they're like, why are you banning that? Yeah, but so if they were gone. that desperate... For, for instance, to take Croak, then you would think, oh, they would ban Croxigore or something like that to make sure that Croak could go. So, yeah. Yeah, you could. I think I think one of the things is that they don't even have to necessarily bring Seraphon. Not forgetting that this is round one, so they might want to play. They want to play close to their chest. What maybe some of their big lists are, but people already know what the big lists are. So, um, like, I mean, Croaks like Croak Skinks Salamanders like. Uh, like I would expect to see them on both teams. I think that's one of the interesting things about the team format. You would expect to see them. Like so, um, whether or not you do or you don't, like I would think I still would expect to see each. I don't know. I'm I'm hyped for the list reveal show because I'm kind of like I'm wondering what they're all planning. I think that's nice being part of uh, part of that process. So yeah, that was it. So we'll find we'll find out on Friday is what we'll do. We'll find out on Friday what the lists were and or what the lists are going to be. So that'll be fun. Um, so yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Should we talk about Grave Lords? 
Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's talk about Gravelord. So the book came out, and um, uh, two. What, have you guys? Adam, have you picked anything up about it at all? Have you looked into it so far, or that's not where it's at? Yeah, I, I watched. Um, I was watching the show the other day when you were uh, you were going through. <clears throat> I can't remember what day it was, but uh, yeah, no, it was every day. I think enlightening. <laughs> I think you're going through on your own. It must have been what Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Um, no, it was good, and I, I've, I've listened to a couple of other, a uh, couple of other little bits, and uh, and looked around on the interwebs, and it, yeah, it's interesting. There's there's some conflicting opinions about a few things, I think. But oh no, okay. it's coming, What's isn't up? it? I'm what? waiting for you to play a video. I'm not. No, we're not playing the video anymore. Okay. No. <laughs> so as to not be accused of. Targeting anyone or being mean. God's sakes. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't have fun, apparently. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. What? What? There, there are some. There is some consternation about some of the units. I think generally. I think generally the book has been well received, ish, in that it wasn't. It's not seen as poor, maybe as the Sinesh book. Um, and I think that there are some positives from the book as well. But that there are there are also some negatives. So it's not like it's not a home run of everything's brilliant. There are some problems inside of the book. Maybe some of the war scrolls aren't quite as exciting as maybe they could have been. And also maybe there's been a lot of copy and paste and some weird targeted nerfs like three years later. Like it's a weird like <laughs> Legion of Nagash book two. And then when everyone finally stopped playing it, they were like, do you know what? We'll sort that problem out from three years ago. That's what we do, which is <laughs> like a weird take. Nathan, I know you've been absorbing some of the like the, the thoughts and feelings about it. How do you feel about it so far? I think it's quite a mixed book because there are some really cool, uh, interesting things in there. Uh, for instance, like the zombie war scroll and stuff. And then there's just some weird ones, like some of the heroes that have got no command abilities or they're not spell casters or anything they're just just like heroes they i mean yeah they've got they don't have any buffing abilities which is unusual for a hero so i think I mean, specifically you're talking about Kritza and also the lady vamp right yeah 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 those two and then yeah it's just like some of the war scrolls just seem a bit light on rules which Normally, I'd be okay with. I mean, I, there's quite a lot of rules bloat, I think, in the game, especially for new people uh, coming into it. But then we've just had the Lumineth book out, and <laughs> you, you know, you can't really say that they're that it's a trend. They're not slimming down on rules with them, are they? God no. So, no, so, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I. Yeah, I think it's a fun book, but uh, there are some some weird weird scrolls on there. I think I think that's fair. Uh, can I just thank Noxifero uh, for subscribing for the first time? Welcome to the gang, and Chris for subscribing. Uh, came for the war dolly, Steve <coughs> for the beards. Thanks very much, James. has got a particular James. You watched the Lighthouse, the movie? Uh, I have not. I don't. It's awful. <laughs> uh, like truly truly a bunch of filmmakers sniffing their own farts is what it is um but you kind of look like one of the the main characters the uh the the thing about it is um i lost myself 
Um, what? It's brilliant, you scrub. <laughs> it's not brilliant. Okay, fine. Host challenge. All of the chat, Nathan, Adam, and James, by next week, let's wa- let's have watched The Lighthouse. Do you want to? It's so, got it's great just... reviews. It's got... Oh, let's, let's, we'll take a tangent for a second. Let's do this. The Lighthouse movie. All right, let's just see what its review is. Um, here. 7.5 on 7.5 IMDb. on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 90%. Metacritic gives it an 83 Go on. I dare you oh. to watch it. What, it's Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, Robert William Dafoe and Robert Patterson in a lighthouse in black and white in 4-3 for two hours. I mean, I quite like both of those, so I'm game. I'm, I'm up with that. Fine, fine, fine. fine. Go on then. James, do you dare? Uh, maybe. I'm debating going to the cinema for the first time in two years or whatever it is tomorrow to watch what more combat. <gasps> that's a great choice that's i've avoided choice. i've avoided watching it illegally like everyone else in the world uh like, just to go to the use, cinema can't you do like a home cinema thing yeah but i love the cinema uh, yeah me too me too i didn't me know they're open again that's exciting as of uh, today i think i want those i want the dirty nachos with the dirty cheese that's what i want Okay. What's what's your cinema of choice? What's your uh, like? Oh no! Now I'm going to sound like a pretentious wanker. Go for it. Yeah, I, uh, I go to an Odeon Lux with the big <laughs> reclining chairs. Ah, oh, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're amazing. I uh, yeah. We have. Yeah, a, I went to one of the. I went to one of those for um, Force Awakens, and uh, I had a stinking cold, and I ruined everybody's film. <laughs> Uh, we have a local one called Broadway where you're allowed to take your pint in or your cup of tea. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's quite nice, actually. Um, all right, Nate, will you watch The Lighthouse, maybe? I know you're busy. No. You've probably not got time. <laughs> no, I hate those films that have got loads of rotten tomatoes. <laughs> all right, okay. Let's get back on track then, because I just... If any of you watch it next week, we'll talk about it. The chat are divided divided on this particular issue which is fine um all right back to the book and i've lost where we were yes i think there's some positives in that some of the war scrolls are really cool and some of the war scrolls don't seem to have as much on them uh which i think is kind of interesting specifically some of the characters i think i think the jury's out on the vangori lords i'm not a huge fan of either of the vangori lords so whether or not that's um the mother of dragons or whatever her name is or even the scroll caddy variant so uh, the Vangori Lord, just base, the non-name character. Not a big fan. Although an interesting kind of take, um, he's got a really cool little ability, which is that units within three inches, they re- reduce their rend by one, which I think is quite a cool little trick. And um, we also see a lot of armor saves across the army. So Blood Knights, they've got three up armor save. Uh, they can easily get a plus one to that save. There are also other, most of the other armored units, so most of the Vampire Lords on dragons and stuff they're three up saves as well so they could go to two ups so my question is um adam because you're quite excited about two up armor saves right always yeah because of new stormcast um but like you suffered a lot to mortal wounds um you you're not bothered about that at all you think more armor saves is good because i know that you were saying like it's going to be an armor save meta maybe in the future would you like (laughs) to see that do you think that's fun i love that you're quoting shit that i have no idea what i'm saying when i say things you (laughs) This is how I lead conversations. It's don't ruin the magic for the audience. 
<laughs> I, do you know I'm 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 well up for more numbers, like more, numbers. more and more and more numbers. If they want to put more numbers on things, if they want to make better, well, maybe not better. I'd I'd actually be better off with higher saves. So like, give everything a five up. I couldn't give a shit, and just give everybody shitloads of damage. So then it's just chaos, absolute carnage on a table, and you just. You're just kicking each other's dick in, and you get a game done in about four minutes, and you can <laughs> get to the bar. All right, that works for me. James, how do you feel about maybe higher armor saves in the game? Uh, it's such a weird one, isn't it? Like, if they add in higher armor saves and then go like Warhammer forty thousand and add just ridiculous amounts of rend, then it's pointless anyway, isn't it? And also, it's like one of those things, isn't it? Like years ago when there was like six things in the game that did a mortal wound. And now most things or armies, I think every book's got a way of doing them, hasn't it? Some more than others. Um, I think like if there's a guy, that big Stormcast guy with the two up save, who's in more armor than probably anyone could stand up in, fine. But I Bim. think like, just save it. Save those two up armor saves for like a Bastilladon and him. And maybe like, I don't know, Chaos Warriors who get no love. A little bit of actually about the uh, the armor uh, that is not very easy to move in. You know, like full plate of metal. Like we traditionally think it's quite clunky and it's quite hard to move around in. But there's some really good videos. Of some guys doing like roly polies and some acrobatics, basically in full plate armor. Um, which, uh, yeah, you know, when people are like, you know, you can't move around that, then some like some like I don't know Polish fellas stick it on and just run nuts at each other, and you're like, fuck, it's pretty fast. <laughs> Like, uh, there's a YouTube video. I'll try and find it for you guys. Like, I'm not finding it right now, but just a little side note. Um, so they you might be play fast and loose with that really good video <clears throat> phrase, that's for sure. They can show me a really good video about uh, Zimbabwean soap, if you guys want to watch that as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fair enough. That's good use of the words. Good. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Prove um, me wrong again. Fuck. <laughs> uh, thanks to Zurich for uh, highlighting his message. Big love to you. Um, Nathan, how do you feel about the uh, increase in armor saves and also about the Soul Blight Gravelords in. I think there are two builds in the book. And that doesn't mean only two lists. I just mean there are two directions you can take the book. You obviously can't build a shooting castle list or a magic castle list because they don't do that. You also can't really build much of an alpha strike list, I don't think, because it really relies you on you normally deep striking something and rolling the nine-inch charge. There aren't many pluses to charge. So I think there are two kind of builds. There's a lot of hordes and maybe focused around zombies, and then there is also probably a high armor save army, and maybe there's a kind of like a, a, a parallel between the two. But the first one, we'll start on the first one first. How do you feel about the like there generally being like a lot of armor saves inside the book, and as... How do you feel about that for like the game as all? Well, I mean, yeah, it's uh, interesting. It definitely makes mortal wounds stronger. But like James said, there's every everybody seems to be able to do a mortal wound now. Um, so uh, who? Uh, yeah, it's quite hard to balance that. But there, it does does mean that there will be certain units um, that. Uh, will become very rock, paper, scissors against some other units, I guess. Um, but there you go. Uh, 
but also bearing in mind that the that the AOS three leaks that we've had from uh, AOS list labs and that gr- those yeah and the grimdark guys, were, uh, and I think we've heard it from other people as well. Actually, saying that they're expecting bonuses to be capped. Uh, you're only getting the one bonus, so plus one to save. Will only you you can put loads of pluses to save on, but you're only going to get one additional save, aren't you? So, um, that so that looks like that's more than likely going to be a thing that's coming up. So, uh, bear that in mind as well. If you got loads of different sources of plus one to save, maybe only one will be of any use to you. But it could be. But it's, there's it's lots good. of three. Up, there's lots of three ups anyway, right? So if you can have it in multiple ways, then that means a lot of two up armor saves across the army. Yeah, but the things that have got three up and two up saves are elite units. There's only going to be one or two of those. Uh, so uh, they're going to be low model units, aren't they? So blood knights, you're probably going to have five or ten of them. Uh, and obviously, the, all the heroes are the, their single models. So, um, they, they're all things that can be outscored by small units that just won't engage them. Just go and stand next to them and take their gold from underneath their feet, sort of thing. I can see that so, absolutely. I think, mm. uh, I think, I think, I think you're right. I think the the problem with the armor save variant is that it's really reliant on it doing a ton of damage, like a ton of damage. A good example would be Ghoul Kings on Terror Geist and Flesh Eater Cores as was. They're four up armor saves pretty much, so they're like a little bit more susceptible, especially to long range shooting. But like their main trick was to go in and do a ton of damage. Like we're going to do so much damage, like offensive amounts of damage, and they ended up not being able to do so. Um, like so, I don't. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's only meant to be for useful comments, uh, James. The, uh, <laughs> the, um, oh god, yes, the Ghoul King on Terror Guys and the Flesh Eagles generally did a lot of output. I'm not certain if there's enough output in this army. Maybe, maybe not. But you can kit out Vordry and a Ghoul King on Vampire and Zombie Dragon to kick ass. I think. Um, so yeah. Uh, right, so that's um, you've, you've thrown me. <laughs> that was the point. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, right, so let's move on. Let's move on. So the armor variants uh, ways of building. I think that there's a thing there. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about the positives. I think you can run blood knights. Vor dries great. Manfred's great. Great. You can great. only run. You can only run blood knights if you've already got them because they've sold out. Have they? No. Uh, hasn't like Was half it? of it sold out when I went. Oh, on loads early? of it. Yeah, yeah. I was on there earlier, and it, loads of it is gone. Uh, you can still get the person with the bat hair. You can still get the bats. You can't get that weird half well, the and half actual bat, dodgy like, actual bats. The fell bats. That are ten pound a bat. Yeah. So you can get fell bats. <laughs> no the person with sell. the bat hair. Yeah. The zombies and the skeletons. Oh, and that's it. That's all that's left. No, no, no battle tome limited. Oh, no limited edition battle tomes. No cards no dice no dice no new three-part thing no blood knights really three-part thing what's the three yeah part the, thing? the rob the vangori lords oh okay yeah a, a lack of eye um yeah 
so they're, they're all sold out. Maybe they're just super popular. That would make sense, right? Like people, a lot of people have bought into Curse City, uh, and then we've moved on uh, to collecting the whole army. I think also that side is really popular. Let's talk about this though, because I think will time will tell. And I think that the armor variants with all of the named characters that we talked about, not not the Vangori Lords, not rating those at all, but maybe. Um, uh, the the Horde variant. How do you feel like, how do you guys feel now? It looks like you can build a pretty competent, competent sorry, build of zombies. And also if you throw in some Graveguard as well, Graveguard are brilliant, brilliant. You could really buff them up to do some outrageous damage. So my question to you is, is how do you, uh, I'll start with you, Adam. How do you feel about uh, being able to like run hordes of zombies? Or is that what you would want from like a Legions of Nagash style Gravelords book? Or like, do you want it to be more vampire orientated and confused as to why it's not? Uh, I always like options. I like if somebody really is super into vampires and they're like, I really want a vampire army. I like the idea that they. Oh, I think oh. I lost you there, bud. It's disappeared off the face wrong, of the earth. It does seem to only be... Sorry? Start again, babe. We lost you. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, so... Oh, I don't know where I was now. Yeah, <laughs> and, and anybody who is up for the Nagash in the middle and shitload of zombies, um, I, that that's great, and that's great for them. Anybody who wanted the sexy vampires and just run them and have and go, like relive their twilight childhood um i feel like they're going to be a little disappointed right agreed Uh, i think so uh nathan how do you feel about the uh the the horde zombies as someone who's painted up all your zombies eyed zombies excited yeah i've got loads of zombies already so i'll just add a few from the cursed city box to them uh and that that will be fun uh yeah i i mean i like playing with the horde army so um uh, it gives you options, I think. Uh, <clears throat> even if you break the hordes up into small blocks and run them more like an MSU sort of list as well, that's, that's quite an interesting option. Uh, I think, uh, well, I think it's quite thematic, isn't it? That's what you, when you think about Death Army, a lot of the time you think about loads of dead things wandering around and then just the guys that are raising them up and and pushing them where they want them that's the the fluff of the the, the that faction so um it yeah that's what you're getting uh, you also have the other the other side where you've got uh loads of vampires running around which is more like the bloodlight uh blood knight list i guess but yeah in, in general when you think of an undeath the undeath stories that's what it is just masses of dead dudes running around well shambling around and uh just getting in the way fair okay that's fair uh one of the the things that strikes me about it is that it doesn't feel very necromantic as a book like i know it's like when you read through it and you actually like talk about it as a book like the 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 summoning is very limited like yeah you wipe a unit out and then yes you can maybe bring half the unit back from a gravesite somewhere so that kind of works but that really ties into you taking big bricks which means that means you're starting off with zombies or skeleton warriors like mm. initially so like in order for that kind of necromantic way to really work you're already starting off with something fairly fairly chunky like you can't even bring back vargives because they're they're uh, 
four wounds, so you can't even use invocation to bring back one of them because from dead because it's four. Um, so like it's just a oh maybe you can maybe you can just bring back half wounded actually. But the 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 point is it doesn't feel like a very like if it's all about having the zombies and all about having the skeleton warriors, then you would want you would want like some real like necromantic juice, right? You would want some cool spells that really like add to that flavor. And then you would want some cool, like, sub-faction maybe that adds to that flavor as well. And it just doesn't... I feel like that's where it misses the mark. I think you can build some great fun lists, don't get me wrong. Like, having the vampires on that... But what's cool, like, interesting again, is if you want to run vampires, you can run your vampire characters who are on big on big uh, monsters, and then you can run your blood knights, but you don't have, like, an on-foot, like, set of vampire infantry. Like, you know, kind of like blade lords or the the twin souls not that either of those are good but like you know like because they're not but like you know well that's what maybe that's what those those characters are supposed to be that rat one and the the one with the mask (laughs) but uh, just the points don't don't uh match up to that sort of effect do they really um yeah yeah i don't think what you get yeah You'd want them to, yeah. They could they could do that role because you do want, um, you do want there to be vampires running around doing stuff. But then when you think, when I think of vampires, I don't really think of them as things that would fight in a unit anyway. They're more solo sort of things. So, so uh, yeah, but. If they're not going to have all the other buffs, then why are they pointed as if they're buffing stuff around them? Unless in Age of Sigmar 3, if heroes just get access to a load of generic buffs, who knows? Yeah, I think what Nathan's talking about, again, is those name characters that don't like aren't wizards and they don't have a command ability on their war scroll, which seems super weird. Especially, uh, Adam, coming off the back of... You're, you're playing Lumineth at the moment. Um, ho boy! They're not uh, they're not laconic with the rules on the Lumineth, right? Like if you take Severith and then you compare him to like Lucavi, even like Severith's just like all over that, like on on the rules. How do you feel about having so much on each war scroll? Are you positive it? Because one of the one of the positives I've seen is some people, which I hadn't really thought about. Some people are like, I want a really simple war scroll, but I'm always the other way around. I'd like really simple battle traits. And allegiance abilities, and I would like a complicated war scroll so that, like, if I'm not using it, I never have to learn it. Whereas, if all of my battle traits and allegiance abilities are complicated, and then my war scroll pretty dud, like, I still have to always know the complicated things. Does that make sense? Like, how do you feel, like, with your Luminous stuff picking the stuff up? Oh, it's <laughs> the kind of biggest, um, the steepest learning curve is you've got things stacked on top of things. So, you've got like um, the great nations, you've got all the spells you've got to learn, especially if you've got tech lists where you have to know them all um and then like you say then you've got a complicated war scroll on top i would rather one or the other and personally i would i would kind of rather things that i don't need to remember or open the book for so keeping it on a war scroll for me is would be my preference because then you've got the little war scroll cards you can have out or you can have it on your app uh, and you don't need to go looking in loads of different places um yeah yeah yes meatballs lumineth pickles your brain i completely agree um, and it's so easy to forget so many different things. So I quite, I quite like the look of this book. I have to say, it looks like a quite a nice 
straightforward. There's not a huge amount of complexity to it. Um, maybe it's going to encourage them destruction players away from away from destruction for a bit. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> Probably not, though. Uh, James, what about you? Um, I don't know. I think it's a really hard one, isn't it? I think, like, I think realistically for me, if I go completely off tangent, like, I quite like stupid builds. Like, I'm that idiot that always runs something probably fairly dumb. Um, so I like I like a book that I can sit and I can have a load of builds out of. I think is probably my first point. Um, but I think I think for me the the biggest issue we had, and I know we talked about it when we did the Lumineth show, but I think when there's a rule like on those Lumineth ones, so when we see the nice Singai where it's like in addition to, in addition to, um, I'd rather not see those. So if if they want to put like nine rules on a model, put nine rules on a model, but but just make it nine flat rules because I think for one, um, as someone that might pick up and buy an army, it's really it's easier to just look for a rule and be like, oh, I know that like I'm getting plus one to charge, but am I getting it from my banner? Or am I getting it from this trumpet? Or am I getting it from a rule on the banner that then makes the trumpet more, f- you know, like blow harder or whatever um so i think that's i think that's more complicated so i'd rather just them have just the rules separate um but i think i think there's also a place in the game for armies with less rules and armies with more rules because i think especially when people start you know quite often we'll talk about won't we like beast claw raiders being a box set that's really good to come into the game with because you can buy a whole army for 150 quid um, and I think like there's a space there's a space for those armies with less rules and pop up pop up rule books, um, and, <laughs> and then there's a place to have those techie techie builds. And you know like you look at something like Magic the Gathering, which is like probably I would say the most successful card game in the world, and they have like layers of build with layers of competitiveness. So I think it works both ways. And I think you know like if we if we keep seeing a bit of both, it's not a bad thing because it gives the community, the hobbyists, a choice, a choice of like, do I want a load of rules or do I want like five models that are, you know, less rules, can still play the game and I haven't got to learn a load of things. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I think the mix is good. I think I like obviously we talked about this before, like pitching uh, rules like Blood Bowl, so that there are like there are books that are meant to be more fun, and there are books that are meant to be more maybe competitive. I think is an interesting yep. take. I think it's interesting books that are more complicated versus books that are more uh, simple to run. I actually think I really like where the power level of the book is placed. I don't know if that's intentional because I don't think it is. But I think that the the power level of where the book ends up is actually fairly good, with at least there being two builds, like a Hero Hammer build and a kind of Horde build that I can see you at least running, which I think is nice that there's that two options and that they're quite distinct from each other, I think is a huge positive, because sometimes you don't end up with stuff that's fairly distinct. But then we were taking the piss about the Lumen <coughs> pretty hard, right? Like we were like, in addition, in addition... Yep. Like in addition, and we were we're not really saying that about this book, so I would say that like 
like where do we really want like do we want it to be between this book and the next book because some of the stuff like let's just throw like our hat in the ring a moment i mean the white king's command ability doesn't really work in any way shape or form um like i would say three of like I, some people think that the rat king and also the lady are like fairly good war scrolls i don't sit on that side of the argument i think that they're if it's an argument whatever like i think that they're just worthless like boring war scrolls that took maybe four minutes to come up with i, I argue maybe less two and a half like they're pretty boring um so like where do we really want books to be pitched i guess is my question like like because those two war i don't think either of those two war scrolls is overly fun either so like do we want lumineth adam do you want do you want books like lumineth or would you wish that they pulled back a little bit it wasn't quite as complicated I definitely wish it was a little bit simpler. Um, okay. But but the kind of the main thing for me is you don't really know. Like, how does somebody who's just starting the hobby, right? It's a great question. How do they know? Like, they, they can walk in and go, oh, all of these shiny elf boys. I always loved playing elves when I was a kid. I'm going to pick them up. Oh, fuck. I have no idea how to play. They'd yeah. be awful. Um, you're right. Like but, <laughs> but yeah, similarly, somebody might might go and pick up orcs and, you know, if, if, if somebody's picked up elves, somebody's picked up orcs, they can turn up and be like, oh, cool. OK, great. And, and somebody's going to have a good time. Somebody's going to have a rough time. Um, but yeah, I if all books came out a bit more like this one, like the um, Gravelords one, I think it, I think it would be a, a bit of a happier place. I st- yeah I, I agree with you i think that like i don't want to like let them off the hook though i still think that there are some things that could make this book a lot better i think some of the sub factions are a tad lazy and they're not quite as elegant as some of like maybe the seraphon sub factions to make you play differently and i think some of the war scrolls are just outright like like they're just boring like which is probably the biggest sin i don't think it's the fact that slangor are good or bad like or that they're over costed or under costed they're just boring like, when you talk about the Twin Souls for Sinesh, you at least are talking about, oh, you can you can be in one phase or the other phase. Even the Blade Lords, you know, you're like, oh, like, I can auto-hit. That's like, there's a thing, like, at least there's a thing to discuss about them. Like, when they do nothing, you're like, oh, that is, that is dry. That is the worst. Um, yeah, Nathan, Leave Liberators alone, mate. Leave them alone. Yeah, Nathan, you got any thoughts on this? Well, I mean, like I said... I quite like the 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 two war scrolls that you're talking about, those the rat lady and the, the mask lady. Because their abilities are quite the ability part of it is quite fun, but it's just they don't interact with the rest of their army. Yeah. Really. Unless I mean, obviously everybody gets generic command abilities. So unless something more fun happens with those, or are they just those command ability caddies sort of thing is that what you need in your fight when you when you're out and about are those things going to become more important um like so if the rumors are true then like unit champs are able to do like um uh command abilities as well so like if you're doing command abilities like from everyone then like you don't really need a command abilities caddy right there's just yeah like, what's, exactly like so, so then what go on yeah so then why why would anybody take those so you know that's the that's the the strange part about that those i mean those two in particular um really otherwise yeah the book is probably is more simple than the the lumineth book but then i think it's 
good that they have a range that if you if you're into you know trying to do a really complicated thing then go and play elves and have a great time and if you want it more simple then you know go and play orcs but uh it's just and, and that sort of fits the fluff as well it's just do the vampires where do the where do they sit on that scale when you think of them fluff wise um i guess probably somewhere in them you would think they're slightly more complicated because you've got these necromancers and stuff trying to do complicated things so mm. um so maybe they've you know um they've fallen short on that side because i think the people that are most upset are obviously the people that have been playing that army before and they're upset because they've lost a lot of those little complex little things that they've had yeah they've gained a few extra things but no not anywhere in the same level of what the stuff is that they've lost even if it's not power level it's just the number of uh, rules they've lost is is different yeah they've lost more rules than they've gained so uh and maybe that's the sort of thing game that they like to play something where they can weave a web of synergies and they just don't have those those tools anymore. I think. Sorry. I think. Yeah, I would. I uh, I would agree with that. I think. Uh, I think. I think the book is so interesting, and I think almost all of the books are interesting uh, because, <laughs> like Nathan said, there's no trend. Like <laughs> you go from like <laughs> it's pretty wild. You're like, okay, you've done a really good job of updating some war scrolls in broken realm from Rathi. like yeah like like okay like like the the turtles are cooler the sharks are cooler wait you can't pile in three inches what's this thing about okay let's talk about that that's really fun um and then you get to sloppity bar pipe and you're like you know like uh, and we'll ignore idolaters for a minute you get to sloppity bar pipe and you're like okay yeah nice nice i like what you're doing here this is some you're really you're really stepping out like you're really thinking things through let's go what we what are we thinking um, and then you get Lumileth, you're like, oh, you are thinking big picture. You are going, you are going out there. Okay. And then you get to this and you're like, oh, this isn't, this isn't that same department. This is like, you know, Lumileth was like, I don't know what day is most productive for people. Tuesday? Like Tuesday. And then this was like Friday afternoon, I think, um, in some ways. But that's not to say it's bad though, because I yeah. don't think it's bad. I think it's yeah. just like, it doesn't. It doesn't give. It doesn't. I don't think it will reward the player consistently for playing. I think is my point. Well, I think there are books that have got simple rule sets, but you can get a lot out of them. Uh, like the the Bigwa book, it's quite a, a simple set of models in there. It's not a big range, and uh, the buffs are very straightforward. I'm gonna, yeah, you know, I'm gonna watch onto these guys up. And then I'm going to teleport them, and they're going to run over there, and they're going to hit things. You know, it's a fairly simple, straight. But there are little nuances that you can, you can do with those lads. But, uh, yeah. But that's what you expect. And I, I, I am expecting when the destruction stuff comes in the Kragnos thing, that will probably be <laughs> more of the same. A nice simple rule set for us destruction dudes. But yeah, we'll have a good time running them around. 
Remember when buffing up and teleporting was like a oh, look at that crazy combo. Yeah, <laughs> like you could do two <laughs> things to a to a unit. You could do it. You could do them all. Uh, well, listen. What we'll do is we'll get next week. We'll go through the War Scrolls like in detail, and we'll like have a, like a big long chat about them. I think it was nice to just kind of get like a, a a vibe at the moment for them. Uh, about it all because I think that there's some really interesting things in there and I'd like to settle on it a little bit more I think although we've been through it a couple of times this week already um, I think ultimately I think the book isn't bad and I think that there's some really positives I love the zombie war scroll I love murdering an Archeon and putting a mini Archeon in my zombie horde I think that's cool like I'm really into that I just think the vampire side of it is confusing like, that's where I'm at. Not to say there aren't some amazing stuff. Cloak of Mist and Shadows, hard built into um, Manfred. That's fine. Uh, like, a bunch of... Uh, Vordry can be, like, a full dick kicker. I think that's quite cool as well. Vampire and Zombie Dragon losing the Chalice of Blood and Darkness, like, this late into the... Like, who was complaining about the heal D6 wounds now? Like, who was complaining about that? Like, ever. For a long time. Like, I remember when you used to play it, and you used to play against Vampire and Zombie Dragon, you tamed down to one wound, you'd be like, yes! And he'd be like, ha ha ha, my hero face, heal D6. Oh no, right. heal another D3. Heal another one wound, yeah. Yeah, uh, he was the worst. Yeah. yeah. But now he's not that. Now he's fine. So it's okay. <laughs> Alright, cool. Well, let's, um, we'll go through those next week. Let's let's end the show today. Let's end it here, uh, if that's okay with you guys. Uh, have you got any cool. plans this week, James? Uh, I think, well, I think I might, I might try and get a game in. No, we can play inside. So I haven't booked nice. anyone yet, but uh, we can play inside. Oh, absolutely no idea. I haven't got that far, but uh, I, I probably should get some games in. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to probably get try and get a game in maybe, but I'm not sure what of. Uh, yeah, what do you want to play at the minute? Because this is the thing coming out of lockdown. People have to be like, what army am I? Like, who am I now? Like, well, it gets even worse because I'm super hype about playing Necromunda at the moment. Okay. I don't oh, know so how to play one. Necromunda. You're the one. Oh, okay. I wondered who was playing that. That one guy. It's definitely James. <laughs> it's just me. Well, they brought everything. I own everything now. That's the worst part, right? So we went into lockdown and I had, I think, eight Age of Sigmar armies. And we're coming out of lockdown. And didn't I think you, I have... Didn't you do Warcry as well? Yeah, yeah. The, During big, the course of lockdown, and now it's fan. morphed. Yeah. yeah, I played that anyway. So I'd played a bit before. So still think that's amazing. But like, came into lockdown with, I think, nine Age of Sigmar armies. I think I'm coming out with 11 armies, a 40k army, a Necromunda team, and four Warcry teams. Oh, and uh, Lord of the Rings army. Don't you also <laughs> own 73 Gandalfs? Uh, as many Gandalfs as possible. Sexy, <laughs> sexy Gandalf. <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, Adam, you going to get any games in, or you got any plans? You're going to keep painting those uh, those lovely, lovely Lumineth. Mm, I've got um, I've got two days booked at Warhammer World because that all opened up today. Wow. So we can we can we can book up tables. So I phoned up after I don't know if anybody tried to do it today as well, but they're like, yeah, you can now phone up and book. <laughs> you phone up, you book, you you try to book, you wait for about twenty seconds, and they goes, we're really sorry, we uh, can't take any more calls. You've got to hang up and try again in a bit. So you just keep and try and eventually oh, wow. got through, booked a table, and then booked another table. It was great. Can't wait. Nice. Nice. I booked up eight tables. I'm not going. I just booked eight tables. Um, <laughs> 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 that's a joke. 
That's a joke. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Uh... Um, I'm still quite busy at work, so I doubt I'll get gaming. Uh, it would be nice today. Um, but yeah, I'm looking looking forward to the the game that I can't talk about that's going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, it soon. Yeah, and then <clears throat> yeah, and to be honest, on the back of what we've said. I've got the Curse City. I've got the zombie side. Yeah, I've not not even contemplated playing Death before, but yeah, I might even give them what? all a... Yeah, just combine them together and just have to see if that's enough for a game and just push it around a bit because it looks fun enough. Yeah. Kragnos is far too close. There's no way you're going to do that. You just need a corpse cart and a necromancer and you're yeah. off, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got the ne- there's a necromancer and zombie side, so I've got a necromancer, and Don't. then I've got Radikar in his court, and there's some more zombies and skellies in there. Yeah, there we go, and I've got loads of zombies in the zombie side book. So, to yeah. be fair, Radikar's like 700, 800 points, so like you've got most of the army there, mate. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not a good one, but you've got one. <laughs> I know, but I reckon it'd be a fun one because yeah. that court is quite fun, actually. Yeah, uh, looking at the rules, so yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's not what I was expecting from today's show. Nathan is a death <laughs> player, but uh, okay, fascinating. What about um, what about you, Rob? Are you are you got any game scheduling? No, or... I've just got to do all the tech for the super series stuff. Make sure, like, I've got to kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. To quote Will Smith, um, I got to make sure like all the the technology works. I can't. I just because he's a Scientologist, I can quote him. That's fine. Um, like that was Independence is <clears throat> a great movie. But yeah, I got to make sure all the tech works and all that other jazz, uh, which is uh, fine. Like, I is that, that when he was converted during Independence Day? Yeah, fighting think... those aliens. He won though, so like, I don't know. Isn't, like, isn't that's Top Gun, not not Independence Day? He's not in Top Gun. No, he's not. But it was fucking that. That quote is from Top Gun. No, that's from no, that's from Independence Day. 100% seen it way too many times. Uh, does he copy it? <laughs> let's just say, let's see. The chat will know. Yeah, okay. Uh, you're the worst with movies. <laughs> Fuck you. He's actually very fucking good with, with movies, unfortunately. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, get a jiggy with the tech. Yeah, so that's what I'll be doing this week. I'll be getting jiggy with the tech. Um, uh, we'll be sorting out some other bits. So that'll be me this week. Because um, we've got our events coming up soon as well. So there's just loads to do. Um, and then, but then in a couple of months, all the training will be done. The venue will be perfect. We'll have all the assets to do all the live streaming forever. I'll just be playing games and fucking live streaming for my life. And like, what a great life that'll be. So, mm-hmm. finger guns to the moon. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Just a few more well months. Well done, anyway. you. Applause. Merci beaucoup. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for you three for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I very much appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who joined us live. You guys have been great. Uh, thanks. Join us again next week. We'll go through all the War Scrolls from Grave Lords. Thank you to everyone on the podcast. Stay hydrated. And thanks to all of the YouTube thugs. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, don't forget also, if you guys are getting out there into the real world gaming, uh, you can pick up our objective rings. If you type exclamation mark merch in the chat, um, you can pick up our like objective rings, which uh, I've seen. The more that like, I always love seeing a little like picture of someone's game, and they've got like the little objective markers on. Like, that's always super cute. Um, so, yeah, if you want to use those in your games, they're really useful. They do mean that your opponent will know where the objectives are, which some people think is a negative. But generally, 
generally positive that everyone knows where the objectives are, I think. Uh, can't people people can be proper twats sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they can. Yeah. Yes, they can. Mm. <laughs> uh, but my, course... I, I just just big shout out, just big while you're talking objective rings, <clears throat> because at the moment, every time we do one of these Ages in War shows and talk about the objective rings, we some sell, and I look, and they're all forty k. <laughs> <laughs> so, big props to all the forty k lads watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Have you guys got any shout outs before we head out today? No, that was mine. No, that's good. <laughs> Adam, do you want to shout out your bro? Yeah, I'll shout out my brother. He won't be watching because he's a 40k nerd these days. But uh, yeah, big love to big bruv. Uh, Sounds well, he, he's great. Nathan, who are you shouting out? Um, I'll shout out Radicar. Okay. You're a death player now. What yeah. the fuck is going on? <laughs> Radica the Beast. Is that what it is? Is Radica the Beast? Yeah, that's Radica definitely the Beast. a stag do name, isn't it? Yeah. He earned that on a stag do. Or as Scrivo said earlier, Radica the bigger one. And I was like, that's it. Nailed it. Absolutely the name. Uh, right, okay. Well, you're all brilliant. Thanks very much. We're going to go do a raid now. I've uh, found someone who's painting some cursed city models, I think. Um, in non Should we call it a pillage on a Monday night? Yeah, I mean, you can raid in the olden times as much as anything, right? Pillage the village. Let's do it. Let's go pillage that village. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. You've all been amazing. I'll see you all tomorrow. Thank you to everyone for the gift subscriptions, uh, for subscribing, for the donations, all that stuff. You're all great. Look after yourself. See you soon. Bye.